life 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 welcome back we've been off for a little while but we off a of vacation there's no more vacation we're back to the grind we got some new episodes fresh out the can for you and they're going to be shining i mean they're full of information and we're back here with our first episode so if you like what we're doing please don't forget to subscribe to us on youtube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at leave us a review on apple spotify google wherever you listen to it at and don't forget to share this because you got to share the game baby what's going on when dialogue family it's leon again checking in with you shake my hand i trust that you having another productive and positive week as always today we're here at my secret mentor the place where we highlight black entrepreneurs in the dmv area specifically today i got a special guest in the building for you you know, you always wanted to know how wine was made, and you understand that it takes time. So we here with the lady of the hour, Lexi Sangrius. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Amazing. Good. This is a spectacular day. It you is. You know why? Why? Because you're here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, can you give a little backstory about yourself and let introduce yourself a little bit? Um. I'm a native Washingtonian. Um, I what can I really say about myself? I'm pretty outgoing, so I pre- I'm gonna kind of give you information as to how I kind of got started. Um, I went and pursued. Well, I got my um, bartender's license in like 2016, 2017, and I went and got my master's, and I was by myself. Like, I went in Chicago by myself without Education. family. Education. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I had to go get my master's degree, but I went there, and lo and behold, I, like, found more information about who I am and what I like and what my passion is because I didn't really know what I really wanted to do, though I got went to school, you know what I mean? I had this goal of becoming like a marketer. Mm. And I still am in marketing, but that was your major? Marketing? That, yeah. It was my I had communications and minor in marketing. So then I went to my get my masters because I really wanted to kinda pursue that. And then I went to Chicago and I found a new love. Like so mm. and it was I always kinda stressed the whole idea of like knowing what you love to do. Because it matters. So that's what I pretty much did um, about my personality. I'm really outgoing, down to earth. And that's why I was down for this interview and just kind of providing that information that people need to kind of get started. And that's what it's about. Because if you're willing to step out your comfort zone, you can do nothing but grow from there, right? Exactly. I highly agree. So when you first started your journey, right, you in mm-hmm. Chicago, you got your bartender's license, you got your MBA, you feeling real good because you on the next level, right? I got my MS, and I mean, I, I think I was probably, you would think I would feel really good. I think I was more anxious. Mm. I was kind of nervous because I had an idea of starting my goal of getting my master's, and when I get my master's, I'm giving that bomb job, get that nice check. <laughs> and Brainy. But after, like, prior to me graduating, like, God laid upon my heart a new venture, and I was like, like and when I actually started on it I kind of got anxious and I started to get confused I'm like I thought I had a goal Uh, here but you're taking me somewhere else so what made you gravitate towards the wine industry in particular 
I love wine. Like I, that was my go-to drink in school. And when pursuing my bachelor's, I didn't go get Amsterdam or. Oh, okay. Whoa. I didn't get college like, girl and you know, wine. Okay, you knew a wine to oh, pick out in was, college. Look, me and my best friend, we our go-to wine was Sweet Walter. If we had a stressful week, we both would get a bottle of Sweet Walter. She'd get one bottle, I get another bottle. What was your favorite flavor? The sweet red. It's just the, yeah, it's the sweet red. Mm-hmm. We will both get the red, and we will be out. Like, we'll drink it, watch a nice movie, and we'll be out. Good candles, good ambiance. Exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about our stressful week, and, yeah, it'll be good. But I, I was always a wine girl. So, and I, when I would go to restaurants, I'm my first drink to ask for is a sangria, and I could not understand why so many restaurants couldn't get a simple recipe right. And so you, that's where you seen the need. Yeah, this exactly. is where you said, "Okay, I need to start this." So, what was that first step into this? Like, how did you find and figure out where to go from there? You said, "Okay, I know there's a need in the market for it, but now I need to understand how do I enter the market." How would, did you first enter that market? So, before I let me kind of go back. So, before I graduated got the idea Mm -hmm. i actually had access to a business owner a successful business owner in dc um that i've been working with since i was 14. my godmom she's she was an entrepreneur so i automatically went to her shout out to her shout out to bnb events um and she literally mentored me through the whole like process because when I first received the idea, I was like, oh, my gosh, I want I got to get this, get this, this, and this, and I got to graduate. Okay. You know, I was kind of overwhelmed with everything I needed to do in order to kind of yeah. put my dream into fruition. So she kind of mentored me through everything. She told me where I need to start, where, what I need to consider, my niche, what do I want to focus on, my brand, my mm-hmm. brand, goal for me for the time frame short short term before we kind of think about long term and I was you know she told me to to consider my licenses and stuff like that so I thank God for her because if I didn't have her I would just be like so lost um I'm always big on mentors go get a mentor yes yes and because we think we know everything until you kind of get in you know the nits and grits of everything and getting stuff started and that's when you kind of need that guidance so yeah. finding somebody that been there before exactly they can show you the way you showed up with the map and they said okay you need to go here first and then exactly. you go here. they they help you lay out your journey a lot better than exactly you wasting time mm-hmm. essentially you know doing it on your own and then i say even if it's an idea like still talk to a mentor because you never know a small idea can definitely grow into a big one so was your aunt your first mentor my godmom yeah she was my first mentor um was it was her it was several other people like i by the grace of god i've i even met instagram um, Instagram owners with wine companies that have been oh. mentors for me virtually. So mm-hmm. knowing your market, knowing where you want to go as a brand and a company and, you know, following those pages. Like if you have a goal, say for instance, for me, I, my goal is not just to sell sangria. My goal, that sangria is just the beginning. But so therefore I follow companies who have brands that are already established where I want to go. Yeah, so, so you can follow that path. Exactly. You say, okay, I'm here. I can see what is the beginning path this is the medium side of the business this is the grand scale exactly can't just jump to the grand scale no you gotta you gotta know because there's a whole 
getting to know you process and I'm so big on it because I want to provide a personality with my brain. I wanted to people to connect with it outside of the beverage itself. I want you to understand what it's about. And so you have to know what you want people to understand. Like some people want personality. Some people want to focus on a mission. Some people want to focus on a call. So you want to yeah. know what you have to focus on prior to, you know, you pushing everything out and write down everything you want to do. Like write, write it down. Write it down. Put it Please on your wall. write it down. It's so and big. keep saying your mind will work in a way that says, I'm going to figure out how to get to this next thing because I keep seeing this. I got to figure out a way. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I did for my year. So it's so funny because um, I wrote my goals down. God was like, write it down on a paper. Don't just write it down in a book. Let's see it. And so I literally write it down. Even with COVID and everything going on, I wrote my goals down and literally he is checking off every box. And it feels good. Even as you check those boxes off, it feels good. It's like a whole nother level of fulfillment that happens exactly. when you just make that check mark. Right? Like, it's like, okay, I'm actually moving. Because I think this thing about like with business it's like where do I start yeah. and that confusion part is like that's the first hump yeah you write the first thing you need to do is write it down what do you want to do like, yes mm-hmm. where do you want to go with it no matter how big no matter how small be clear so that you're that's intentional. Your map. exactly that's your map exactly. right there you got to have your map laid out for you when you first started this because you're dealing with college and you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out this got your bartender's license time Time is like the biggest thing that people overlook in entrepreneurship. It's like, I want to start a business, but I don't have the time. And it's like, we all got the same amount of time. Let's get rid of that excuse. As they said in a book called Thinking Big, a lot of people suffer from excusitis. Mm. So to get over excusitis and manage your time properly, what did you do to, you know, take your time back? Um, I threw away my free time. Like, I didn't have any free, free time. Free time is for people that has too much time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm a big person um, that believes in self-care. I'm all yes. here for self-care. And it's important because your body can really drain itself. So I knew, I literally kind of put myself in a mode of, I'm not going to have free time. Okay, so how do I still main, take care of myself still? I changed my diet. Hmm. I woke up extremely early. I made sure I worked out. I made sure I filled my body with alkaline, and I got my day started. I wasn't having as much free time, so I needed to make sure that was my free time. That was my main focus. Was Alignment. To, exactly. So, and it helped me along the way because when I graduated, I came home, and I was like, let's get this started. I literally, I didn't have a great graduation party or celebration. I said, y'all can send me a nice little text message and I'm good. Thank you, but so, I got to work. Exactly. I got work I, to be done. Exactly. So I did a launch party. And so I spent like seven to eight months and literally tested my product. Hmm. And I tested to see people's response. Did I get a lot of sales? Were people interested? Did I get returning customers? How can I maintain those returning customers? What can yeah. my um, customer service... Um, what can my customer service framework look like? You know, this and is this is all imperative information to figure out. I yeah. definitely want to go into details about those things, but first, I want to know the educational component to how you figured out once you got started. You said your license and all these different things. You had to educate yourself. What did mm-hmm. you go at to get this education? Google. Google. You just googled it. <laughs> I googled. How do? What did you Google? 
I so I looked up how to start a sangria company. So what it was hard. The hard part was kind of connecting with people in the industry, specifically okay. my industry. Um, they sharing information is not. It's not as a, it's not a frequent thing, and if they they do or willing to share the information, they want some tithing offering, oh, and it's yeah. understanding. You it's want some understand- payola. Exactly, it's, it's it makes sense, but it also kind of hinders someone who may not necessarily have the capital to get that get that information. So I literally just kind of started from the ground, and I called you know um, I called the state. Bureau of Liquor, I think I'm saying it wrong, but I called the State Bureau of Liquor. I also called Maryland um, Ex- Business Express to get insight. I All talked right. to my mother. I mean, godmother, um, and she was really act. You know, she was active in the whole process of me for you know getting more information yeah. about it. Um, but I said Google because honestly, the information is out there. You just have to go. Got really search it. for it. Yeah, you just have to search so for it. So it's not. But the information is not out there is the fact that a lot of people give up on the trying, the it's, trying aspect of it. Honestly, it's exhausting. I'm not going to lie. But once you kind of realize, okay, I'm getting more and more information each day. This is making me feel good because I'm kind of moving along. You have to be patient. Like, I am not a, I was not a patient person when I first, like, started this business life. I was like, okay, I want something. I'm going to go get it. You want it. to take the action. Exactly. And I expected it to be kind of fast. And having this business, it literally taught me patience. Like, you mm. can't, nothing you really, really want to succeed successfully Yeah. It's it's not going to be easy. It's not, you got to take your time. You got to be clear. You got to be, you know, direct. It's, you just got to take your time so that when you do come out, it is successful. It looks like what you want it to look like. You know what I mean? The idea is to pull it from your brain and then make other people see it. Because a lot of people say, y'all just don't see my vision, but it's not their job to see your vision. It's Mm -hmm. your job to To make make them. clear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to see your vision. Mm -hmm. Like, when they make new shoes, I don't be in the, the room looking to design the shoes. I, exactly. When they show up, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I wanted this, but now that they're here, exactly. I want Exactly. And that's why it kind of goes back to just writing everything down. And if you have, if you don't have the information, the information is there. Information it is there. Is always there. And we yeah. got you here on My Secret Mentor to serve as a mentor. So we're lucky <laughs> in that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing to share my journey and how to get information because i mean i for me i'm it's probably other saying great companies that want to come out come out like because i have a market you have a market you have a focus i have a focus and me it's not the same so yeah. i am big on sharing because i mean like i said the industry that i'm in so I've been lucky to find some really good people, but I've also been not lucky in finding people that weren't willing to share how they kind of mm. got started. A lot of people don't want to share this information. They keep it a secret. <laughs> I mean, and I get it, too, because it's like, why would I give you the information for free? Because they very well may have to walk so the path what, that So what is those numbers looking like as far as this? Because you're saying that people are charging, right? What is this numbers? What is like the numbers that people typically charge for this information? To learn the winemaking, pro- to learn the process of like starting a wine business. From what I've seen, they've been in the 1300s. Ooh, they've, been in the nine- <laughs> they've been in the 900s. And... For me, I think it's nice of them 
to, you know, at least even charge to get the information because some people are not even willing to get them. Give Tell you them. nothing. Exactly. Figure it out. Go Google exactly. it. Exactly. But for me, um, because I am still growing, I'm like, I can put that money somewhere else. But what, yeah. I, what I would do is just put in the groundwork and find information for myself because I'm still learning, you know, new things every day. So when we talk about the money side of things, right, mm-hmm. it seems like you got a good memory. <laughs> so do you remember when you earned your first dollar with this company? Mm. You take us to that moment? Yeah. That was actually at my launch party. That mm. was like my first time making a dollar. Like I had a nice turnout. It wasn't, it wasn't, I had a nice turnout because it was not just my family. It was people that were not, you know, that close to me that was willing to come and support. So I, that was the first time. And I also um, made my first dollar, well, second dollar at my second event at my cousin's like Caribbean Fest. They oh, do. okay. Yeah. So. So how was it? Uh, the planning of the actual, you know, event for the first tasting. Oh, it was chaotic <laughs> because I was nervous, but it was um, sweaty. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my God, nobody's gonna show up. Um, but. The planning, it kind of got started prior to me coming to home, like coming to back home. And that's what me and my godma were talking about, like the first two weeks. So like literally I had a calendar, what we were going to discuss this month, um, what we're going to discuss this week, because I was meeting with her weekly. Okay. So I was able to kind of plan my, you know, my launch party prior to me coming. Um, And I went from the drinks, the amount of people, you know, how much alcohol do I need? And mm. me, I haven't, at that time, I didn't know how to make enough liquor for everybody. Like, what was the large, what's the large amount? And I was accustomed to making a medium-sized amount. So, so did you have, like, uh, small portions, cups, like shot glass size portions? No. Or? So, what I did was I had pouches. Oh, okay. I had okay. people pay for pouches instead. And so... That was a lot easier because we were outside and, you know, it was nice. It was like a rooftop vibe. Got pictures of it? Yeah, I got pictures. Oh, man, we're going to add them. We're going to insert those pictures right here. <laughs> so <laughs> go to yeah. the YouTube page and watch the pictures. <laughs> see the pictures. It was it's really it was really nice. But I think more so kind of knowing what is, you know, what your budget needs to be for future events. Like, mm. what do you need to splurge on and what do you need to kind of be, pre- you know, preserve on? Exactly. So how did you come up with your pricing then? Like, how did you determine, okay, because wine can vary dramatic, dramatically. Yeah, and I was using the most expensive, well, not the most expensive wine, but my personal favorites. Like, okay. I was using that type of wine when I first started. And that's good, like, you know, and it, and provided me with a premium quality, premium, premium quality um, product, but it wasn't necessarily using the best. It wasn't the best use of my money. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Me being, you know, a start out entrepreneur, I needed to kind of know how and when to allocate a lot of money and when to preserve your money. So just kind of knowing that balance. So you realized that you were spending a lot more <laughs> than you probably had to spend. Exactly. But when it came down to pricing to sell, how did you come up with that number? So that kind of goes back to my question. So it goes. So when you look at how much you spend on your wine, yeah, how much you spend on your liquor, the bottles, the labels, the Put actual pouches, account. 
you surround that number up. How, so say, for instance, that amount of money is like $45. Consider your labor. Yes. That, consider yourself. Exactly. <laughs> consider your labor. So however you, so hypothetically, you want to charge yourself maybe $10 per hour. You spent two hours, you know, making it. Consider that you bought five, 15 pouches. Divide the number, how much you spent. Or, um, I'm saying this wrong. I'm sorry, y'all. No, total up the number. <laughs> how listening. much? Yes. Total up the number. How much you spent on all your products, and divided by the number of like bottles or pouches or little cups you have, and based upon how many people you are expected to come to your event. So hypothetically, mm. 40 people. Do they drink a lot? You know what I mean. Do they? Finally, we have the formula. Yeah, like, do they drink a lot? Do they typically get two cups? Like, I had to learn that in my first launch. It event. takes time. Exactly, it took time. But me doing events after events, now I can come up with a number like that. You like, say okay, no, yeah. I know what many people expect. Do you like do pre-sale tickets or something when you used to do your events? Or? Um, so I didn't do pre-sale tickets. I was supposed to have a Caribbean Fest event this recent year, but Rona. Um, we all. <laughs> We all feeling it exactly, but You're building um, that character exactly. <laughs> it's it's helping us looking at inside. But um, I did do pre sale tickets for that. But for my future events, I will. But at the beginning, no, I didn't do it. I kind of honestly, I don't think I charged for my launch event. I know. I was just thinking because I was like, okay, well, if you have pre sale tickets, you kind of have an idea of well, mm-hmm. at least how many people are going to show up, mm-hmm. so you can better figure out, okay, this many people show up. They typically men and women. They tend to drink this much more versus exactly. this, and I can plan accordingly. And that's what I was just thinking as far as that. But since you've been in this business, what have you would you say is your biggest hurdle that you experience? Rejection. Rejection. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like on what level? Um. I would probably say rejection on a personal level as well as, hmm, I think it's both. It's no level for me because okay. I had to think about, like, you know, even fam- close family members or my grandma, I'm like, Alexis, you need to do this. You need to, you know, consider this. You made a mistake here. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, somebody tasting my drink. I don't really like this flavor. I like the other flavor. Okay, well, like, like one of the flavors. That's what matters. Exactly. <laughs> and just being comfortable with your product. I know for a fact so many people have tasted something. I'm not saying so many people. I would say out of the 100 people that have tasted my sangria, you may have two to three people that like Did you say 100,000? Because oh, that's what yeah. I'm hearing in the future. Oh, okay. Yes. Right, okay. But the, out of the 100 near people future. that. <laughs> yes. Very near. Out of the hundred people that have tasted my sangria, they're like, "Oh, you know, I I want some more alcohol." And when I first started, they used to drive me nuts. Not mad at them, but I was mad at myself because I'm taking it as, "Oh my goodness, like I did something wrong. I, you know, I gotta change the ingredients." And mm. I end up altering the product completely. And I was like, "This is not what I started. This wasn't the goal." And I had to kind of really dig deep into what I what my purpose of starting my business was. So it goes back to writing mm. stuff down. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. It's just understanding not everybody is going to like your product. It's know not your, for everybody. Exactly. Know your niche. Like, you know, know your market. And if you know your market, you, you know, you'll take rejection well. You'll take criticism well. Because honestly, you're not going to be flawless. Coca-Cola, as big as they are, they still get rejection. You mm. know what I mean? So, Some people prefer Pepsi. 
Exactly. Over Sprite. We oh. call them Pepsi people. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, And even those Pepsi people may, oh, I don't like what you did with the batch last time. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to kind of get okay with rejection and understand that it's not really a tackle on you and then attack on you and your character. It's more so their preference. And people are entitled to their preference. That's what makes us unique. So... I think you just have to kind of take the rejection, take in the information, yeah. you know, what's needed. Like, okay, I could change this. I could change the package so it's useful. But don't necessarily take it as, oh, I need to change my product completely. Like, it's not yeah, working. Don't sell yourself. Exactly. Because you know what you you got in this for. You know, exactly. you understood what you, I mean, they say the customer's always right, and they are right about some things. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for me, um, exactly like what you said, customers are always right. But, like, for me now, when people say, oh, you know, I thought it was a lot more alcohol in here. And I'm like, it's a sangria. Yeah, we got, uh, we got a stronger brand if you really want it. It's yeah. over there. <laughs> no, yeah, and I'm, I'm okay with and I'm, I'm very clear with people. Like, it is, it's going to get you nice and right, but is it going to get you drunk? You should probably go ahead and go to the liquor store because if you're looking for that, are you looking for tequila or are you looking for sangria? Which exactly? One are you for? The, my sangria is definitely a nice balance between you know wine, liquor, and the flavor. I want you to experience it all. I don't want it to be it's limited. An experience. Exactly. Not to taste, but explore. Like you explore with on, it. Let them. Yes, you got to explore with it. And that's my goal for it is because I want it to be an experience. That was something that I felt lacked in a lot of exsangries that I've tasted. And I wanted to kind of provide that in my product. So if we get down to the technical side of things, right? Mm -hmm. Because knowing your marketing and everything is imperative. Mm -hmm. But people need equipment for this, I'm sure. There's some equipment involved. What are the essential equipment pieces that are needed to get going you may not start off with these pieces because sometimes you know most things in business you build yeah you ain't gonna start with the best of everything but what no, are the essentials now it's like a whole yeah it's on, it's on a whole le- another level now but when i first started um i would probably say my most essential in piece is my dispenser it's like you asked me earlier how i put the sangria's in the bottles for yes. me it's easier to do use a dispenser um but now is it's a different any particular brand or anything or dispenser no. you can get a dispenser at wegmans like hmm. you can get dispensers i found a really nice dispenser at walmart i just bought just because because i thought it was just like the one that just pour in mm-hmm. or you gotta like the pours i prefer the you pour from the um the nozzle. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I'm not out here. Dumping. Yeah. I mean, when I'm making it, you know what I mean, and I have to make adjustments or whatever may have you, I definitely do that. But outside of that, no. And then now, because I'm exploring with the flavor even more, it's not the dispenser. It's something else. And I'm, I haven't purchased it yet. But it's it's on a whole nother level. But like you said, when you start out, don't feel like you have to have all the the ingredients don't feel like you have to have everything at once get yourself started because you have to start somewhere and as you continue on you perfect your craft Hmm, you definitely will what about labels because you got some beautiful labels here oh thank you thank you look at these labels (laughs) shout out to two up they did uh, he did a bomb job two up productions let's go two up two up double up right (laughs) um so like I, by the grace of God, 
I had literally everything I needed. My best friend is the business owner to a production. So he okay. created my labels and stuff like that. Network. Exactly. So he was able to kind of get me started. Um, so that helped. But they also have resources like, I think it's Fiverr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fiverr. And then you said Label Maker. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying to figure out if you had like a label maker that you went out and got to mm-hmm. print out the labels. Oh, no. No, I, I use, yeah, I outsource them. One, because. Outsourcing is undervalued. It like, really just is. Just go out there. You can't do everything. Your time. We go back to that time thing. Come on and here. And then you start running out of that and you start saying, that what can I. That is so true. Outsource. Outsource exactly. it now. And that's what I had to learn, too. Like, outside of rejection, it was just knowing what I'm good at. And personal limitations exactly like i can't do everything i'm not even gonna lie i would not even want to sit here and do everything first of all I gotta it's do. a headache after a while <sighs> yeah and you got to think about your time like along with your money know what you need to kind of put all your time into versus what you can pervert, preserve your time in so now that you you build this business you got your customer base going how do you keep your customers coming back because we i'm sure this is delicious wine but I'm sure you using that marketing degree as well. <laughs> um, I'm probably, I'm using a mixture of both. So um, because I'm rebranding, I haven't like been on social media like that. I'm kind of like trying to get things done on a back end. Yeah. So I I would say I get, keep my customers from my products and my customer service. So in when you know when I when I typically used to market myself on social media, like it would be my marketing and stuff like that, and just me outsourcing as well, getting insight on how I can better target my market, how mm. I can diversify my content, what content is better well served in certain um, situations versus another. So yeah. yeah, but honestly, right now, like I still get sales and I'm not posting. So. Word of mouth is growing. It Word of mouth is growing. And also, like you mentioned before, networking. Because I have a great amount of, um, a great community that still posts me or posts my drinks. And I'm not even, I'm not even, how can I say? I'm not even online right now. So yeah. Good, because I've seen you, uh, Sophia was talking about you. Sable Sophia, shout out to her. Shout out to Sophia. And I was like, hold on, she got her own wine. Hold on, who, who what? <laughs> Let me find out about this because unless you look and sometimes you just won't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like you said, you got other people doing things around you that's exactly. in your network and they're going to put the information out there for you sometimes. So that's a great thing to have happen. Exactly. She was really good because during the time when I saw Sophia, I was considering rebranding. So I mm. literally was like, I stepped back and I was like, I have a goal for my business, and it's just right now it's not where I want it to be, not because of finance or anything. I was getting um, good responses from my customers. That wasn't the issue. It was more so what the brand looked like and my goal for what I want the brand to look like. So I was like, okay. looking to level up some more. Exactly. And I was like, okay, so do I step back? Do I keep going? Like, and I had to come to grips with like, it's okay to step back. You know what I mean? It's okay to come back, plan, redirect, you know, pivot, and then come back out. It's okay. Everybody's paths are different. Don't feel like you always got to be, you know, out there and available. When 
truth is you're not really where you want to be with your business. And to be honest, your business is connected to you. So if you are not necessarily where you want to be with your business, you are not where you want to be with yourself. So you need to both get that together and then come back out. Yeah, because you're your brand. You're a billboard for your brand and your family and yourself. Exactly. So you need to push that forward Mm -hmm. accordingly. And that makes complete sense to me. Um, So I was looking at uh, the different options you have. Mm Because I think, especially when I go into liquor stores, I look at the variations. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that you have something in particular that set you apart you got a vegan option can you speak to that yeah i have my vegan options so um i use vegan friendly wine and all of my sangries i made were fresh fruit so um that wasn't the hard part (laughs) um and then the hard part well knowing for one how to kind of go about it and you know dealing with vegan friendly and making sure I'm not dealing with messing up any allergies or anything like that. Yeah. So I had to be clear and distinct in that area. So that was probably the hardest part. And then coming up with like the, you know, recipes because I make Mm -hmm. my own recipes. Okay. So it was just more so like how do we, you know, I'm kind of limited low key, but like, where do I start? Because you can't just have, like, you know, your fruits and then the wine. You got to also make sure the alcohol is vegan-friendly. So uh, it was some, you know, it was a little bit of research. So what are the current flavors you have? So my, this this season is not necessarily that vegan-friendly um, because uh, I switched up the wines or whatever. So I understand. I didn't know you told me earlier that you do have seasonal options. Mm-hmm. I have seasonal options, um, and I would like to. T- it's my goal is to test, see what responses I get from each, yeah. you know, recipe. Um, so, I got my vegan friendly wines is my late night passion. Mm, that's oh yeah, it was a late night passion. I'm sorry. Um, and then I also have the boss sangria that's not out anymore, and I think. And I remember the third one, but it was three of them. Oh man, if you got one of them, you got an exclusive. You better hold on to that bottle. Yeah, no, I lo- I love the my um my vegan friendly wines because one I had so many people that was like, oh my gosh, I can't really have certain you know wines, and this is great. And yeah. so, and even one of my return returning customers, she was like, this helps me sleep. I feel so good after because some people you know they are limited in what they can eat with everything, yes. not just with COVID, just what's in this food like you know what I mean so I wanted to provide an option for people that you know that don't that's not able to kind of enjoy like as everybody else at the same extent so you get bring new people to the table and that's definitely necessary exactly so when you trying out these different flavors like you say you test them out with people do you like survey it do you keep track how do you keep track of that so my order form allows me to keep track that's so clear yeah you know when you fill it out all the information that i have people fill out it literally provides me with data after so which is good you look at the analytics exactly mm-hmm. so when you first chose your first few flavors did you uh do a bunch of research survey or did you have like a gut feeling say you know what i'm gonna go with these because i like these i probably went the wrong way because i mean i didn't really survey i kind of just went with it I, the flow um, how you feeling exactly like 
I'm kind of I'm kind of low key a risk taker, so I was just like, I mean, the worst thing they can say is they don't like it. I mean, it hurt my feelings, but I prefer that my feelings be hurt and I see. You an action taker. Yeah. You out here taking action. You're exactly. like, okay, feelings hurt. Okay, what's now? I got a solution. <laughs> right. So I was able to kind of test it out, see, you know, what. Oh, you know what? And actually, I had my school friends um taste my flavors before I actually put them out when I got home so I was tasting them testing them in Chicago with my uh, peers so I had a best friend that was tasting it her and her husband and then I had two friends in Chicago that actually tasted it too so shout out to Pier and them so come on yes thanks for being the official tasters yeah they was uh, they were shy exactly <laughs> so they it was great because they ended up tasting it and they enjoyed it and then I had um uh, my masses group, like my, we had like this big project we had to do. It was like five or six of us, and I had them taste it. Like I was having everybody taste my sandwich. Every egg, just time, take exactly. the opportunity. You see opportunity, take it. Exactly. Take the opportunity. Like test your product out if you don't feel pressured to like have it all together. And I was, I heard a interesting quote. Um, somebody was talking about fear, and it's like, why don't people take action? It's because of fear. And it's like fear happens between the time opportunity presents itself Mm -hmm. and action taking place. If you take action quick, quicker when opportunity presents itself, Mm -hmm. it's less fear in between. The longer you take, the bigger the fear gets. And honestly, for me, like fear used to be my best friend. Like, Oh my gosh, Alexa, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. I was like, I'm finna do it. After that move to Chicago and I did it, I was like, man, what? I can do what this. What else? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I got this. So I did it. I still was terrified. Like I was terrified for months and I, you know, and I still did it. Like, you know, so I'm proud of myself for that. We glad that you did it. Speaking of tariff, being terrified, I heard a lot of horror stories when it comes to storage. How do you figure out <sighs> how Don't to store started. <laughs> this? Jesus. <laughs> like don't get me started um i store so i had to buy a wine refrigerator uh. um so that helped but before my wine refrigerator my refrigerator was sangriaville like and mm-hmm. so i was able to kind of store there and then i also stored in my godmom's house so i made sure the wine was nice and fresh but at first it like you said it is horrific but when i had the pouches it was a lot easier because i was able to kind of put them in there and they were good to go but as i started to like elevate it my brand a little bit and i put them in like glass bottles i thought i had the trick so i had like i was like oh you know i could put them in the big jugs and they'll be in there when I tell you them jugs used to bust, I want to say, did any of these glasses ever break? <laughs> did you ever drop a box of them? My, like, no, don't say that. No, <laughs> I, I don't want you to do that. I was just wanted to. I did happen. do. I did <laughs> drop a bottle in front of a customer's house, and it was their order. And I was so, I was like, okay, Whoops, it's here. <laughs> it was. It was just a bad. It was a bad business day. I ran all the way back home, got them a new fresh order, and got it all in one day. But and they appreciate every second. Yeah, they. You know, so. Shout out to customer service, but making sure, you know, they were good. But yeah, storage is, you got to find your way of storing. Like for me, it's definitely um, my wine refrigerator. And now one of my business colleagues where he's talking about, we got to buy another one. And I was like, and then we have to, because of a new product I'm coming out with, I have to maybe get another freezer. So I was just like, 
Oh my God! Like nah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It like it's... what what size freezer do you think is a good starting point? Mm, I can't. I'm not gonna get an answer to that because oh, okay. it all depends on you know where, what you're you're, where How you where you got. exactly you know the amount of people you typically serve. So it all depends. So is it like a like when you say a wine refrigerator? Is it because of the temperature or does it do anything yeah. in particular? That... The temperature. Okay. Biggest thing is the temperature Just because the temperature. white wine and red wine have to be kind of stored at separate temperatures. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. It's a nice medium that you can keep it if you don't have, you know, the finances to purchase two Multiple different. Yeah, because they are expensive. Like, they are very expensive. So I thought about getting one, but then I realized I don't have enough <laughs> wine to put it in. <laughs> you better be packing. Why am I doing this? <laughs> exactly. And for me, I am not going to lie. I'm going to get a mini one for my house and stuff like that, you know, for mm-hmm. personal brands that I love. So, but The yeah. best brand is Lexi Sangres. That's the brand that's going to oh, be in that freezer that you yes, have. Yes, you got to get, get you some. My best friend. Oh, no, I, I'm getting some. Uh, yeah, you got to taste it. My best friend actually got... um. He got his new house recently. Shout out to Lord, you knew. Um, mm. And he got his new house, and he was like, I want six bottles of Lexus Angria. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. He wants the old flavors. Okay, I got to go. I'll go back in the little. Speaking of um, how, like, when you told me about the drop in the box, I thought it was interesting earlier when you told me the delivery process because I thought I was under the impression that it just got mailed out to me. Like, oh, I'm ordering <laughs> it. It's mailed out to me. But can you speak to that delivery process? So legally, I even looked it up, and I, I like I said, I'm not pretending like I know everything. But from what my little research, You're an expert, You're a mentor. <laughs> what my research told me is that you can't legally like ship wine, you can't do that. So, and I don't want to be arrested. You need me. So, I don't go to jail. No, I can't. I don't want to. We go need to jail. you out here. Exactly. So, you have to if you partner up with a winery um, that are that's amongst the thirty eight wineries in Maryland. You are able to ship your wine if you partner them partner up with them to you know sell your your wine or whatever you want to do. Um, but as an independent business you have to have several licenses to be able to do that yeah uh, what are those particular licenses that you would need you know i know some okay. i don't want to speak on all of them i know some the ones that you did that's implemented for you currently at this level um state liquor license um i believe your ttb license i'm not quite sure and i know you i know when i read for fedex he it said that you have to have a partnership and an agreement with them as a company. Hmm. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to speak on all of it because like I said, I'm still learning, um, you know, but those are the ones I know for a fact you probably need. Well, at least we know that you're doing the research. Oh, I'm always That's necessary. Re- I'm always researching. My team, they be so over me. They're like, girl, you wake up thinking about your business. I'm like, because. Like, it's mine. Exactly. <laughs> it's my area. Let me be great. So, uh, well, yeah. not, not. Exactly. So, I got a question, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be a start to be a staple question in this series is because writing down things are important. Rereading it and reciting it and seeing it for yourself is important, but understanding your why mm-hmm. tends to be the main thing that keeps you going. What's your why behind what you do? Mm, my why. 
I have several. I don't want you to think oh, my no. spacing out is because I don't have any. We take that as thinking. I Real have answers. several. So my biggest biggest why is to do what I'm doing right now. To mm-hmm. help and mentor young ladies or young men who are looking to kind of start a business or even have a goal for that matter. It doesn't necessarily have to be an entrepreneurship, but they have a goal. And their I their life end up getting you know it pivots it goes in a different direction and just providing them with that information, um, and then also just showing people that you know an everyday girl can definitely get it done. Like it, you don't necessarily have have to have a whole bunch of capital to get you started. You can kind of get started without that capital and get that capital later on. So I think yes. that's definitely my why why I'm doing my sangrias and. To provide bomb flavor, like I'm really tired of Come going on, to these, you, you know, making changes. Yeah, in I all mean, different directions. I'm just, I'm so tired of going to these restaurants, and it's either too much liquor, and it's not enough wine, or it's too much, you know, wine, not enough liquor, no flavor. Like I, I'm not saying all of them are trash, but you know, I be out here mm. unsatisfied. You can't be walking around here unsatisfied when you spending your money. Come on here, and you want to get what you expected. Exactly. Like, that's all I want. Is I would hate I, to get order a hamburger and they bring me out some steak. I'm like, come on. I like steak, but I didn't order a steak right now. Like, right. Like, you got, we got to be clear. Give me what I want. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the restaurant, um, the service used to be so irritating. I'm like, I'm not sure. Do you want me to go back there? Like It sounds like <laughs> they're about to start stocking Lexi Sangria's in are. these restaurants. They are. like, And if they're they not, they better. Start. Get into it. Like, <laughs> come on here. Get into it. But, yeah. No, I just, I definitely want to provide bond flavor, and I want to provide an experience. I feel like we kind of, we don't take advantage of our palate outside of food. You know, we yeah. when you think about having an experience, oh, I want some bomb ban- banana pudding, or I want some, you know, some cheesecake or stuff like that. But, you know, it's food. But in a drink, we kind of dismiss the significance of a drink. A drink can definitely satisfy that meal to a whole nother yes. level. Pairing. Exactly. You pair your yeah, foods. you gotta know how to pair. A lot of people pair. don't know how to do that. And that's the problem. See, that's education. You, you gotta get some Lexi Sangria because we kind of go with everything. So any any environment, any low, you gotta get. Period. <laughs> you gotta get some Lexi Sangria because it definitely goes with anything. So yeah, that's I mean, the slogan. Lexi Sangria goes with everything. We put that on everything. Exactly. Put that on everything. So, um, in order, you know, to keep your relationships because you're delivering things to people. Mm-hmm. What type of tactics do you use to keep those car- those uh, customers and clients reoccurring? You send them like thank you cards. Thank you for supporting. <laughs> so what I used to do is kind of put a thank you on the side, and I let them know like I send a long text message prior to my delivery. Like it's a it's a system. Okay. So I let them know like good morning. You know if I have deliveries that day, good morning. I'll be delivering between you know two to four p.m. Um, and I'll give them rules regulate not really rules but like information like hey because of COVID you know I'll be dropping it at your porch. Yes. Um, I'll let you know when I'm on my way. I'll let you know when the sangria is on your porch so you can grab it um you know and i hope you enjoy your sangria and after they received it and they let me know yes i received it or before i leave their house i text them and i'm like thank you so much your order at 
you know, of Late Night Passion and Boss Sangria is on the doorstep. Um, you know, please continue to provide me with some content like pictures or videos because that content do does matter. Not, yes. Nice testimonials are amazing. Um, and I'll tell them, enjoy your sangrias. But like I said, I said this earlier, like, you know, if they have any issues, anything, please let me know. Don't have the issues and talk about it amongst, you know, whoever and don't let me know because, like I said, I take feedback very well. Um, yes. I, I don't ever, you know, get to a place where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do you mean? No, no. You, you have a preference. I respect your preference. Whether that's you liking my drink or you not liking my drink, yeah. I, I, I like to receive that information so I know, you know, for the future. And, you know, if we can make adjustments at the moment, like, you know, Lexi, I ordered three. You got it. I'm going to bring it to you. And you bringing it to them. You yeah, exactly. showing up with it in exactly. hand. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just providing that space and that communica- communication between you and your customer it makes a huge difference. Because, like I said, a lot of companies don't do that. It's kind of... Yeah. Yours is very personal. Yeah. And I. The customer is going to remember you. Exactly. I'm supporting her, not just this. Right. You know, I want you to feel my personality, you know, amongst the brand. So even when I, you know, do get, you know, big, I want you to still feel that personality in your home. Like, oh, you know, I want you to feel, because it's a part of a community. It's a movement. It's a, you know, it's a whole thing. You know, I even. I got to ask too, how do people order this? Because I want to (laughs) know. How, I want to make sure everyone knows how to get their own. So there is a order form mm-hmm. on my Instagram, and you okay. can just click the link, and it Boom. takes you to the order form. And you fill it out, ask you whether you have allergies, you know what I mean, or you're a first-time customer. Consider it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I feel the VIP privilege already. Yeah, you, yes, you got all the VIP privileges. but Ciroc never asked me that. <laughs> You never know, did. Um, and that's that's. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like you, it's on a, it's on a, it's on a bottle, but it's on my bottle too. But you know, they. I'm not. I don't know. So rock be out here. They cool though. I yeah, definitely use their cool. liquor. I use their liquor. That you know, they bomb. But that's why I kind of did. That was that's what makes me different. Um, as a brand, because I definitely want to be. I want to get to know you. Like, um, I know another. Um thing that I'm going to do to add on my order form is tell me when your birthday is because for my recent one of my customers shout out to Asia she orders my sangrias religiously and I love her for it like she always orders my sangrias like not a couple of bottles she orders big cases of my okay. sangrias mm. um so I asked her one day I was like when is your birthday and she was like oh it's in July I was like okay for her birthday, I dropped her off a sangria for free. Come on, and a care I, package on exactly, the way for the birthday. And I said, happy birthday. And it was her favorite sangria because I knew it because based upon her she recent She kept ordering orders, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she ordered a lot of different ones, but I knew which one she specifically told oh. me was her favorite. So um, I dropped her off on one free sangria. You know what I mean? Customer appreciation. Exactly. So what's your, um? you say you your order forms are located on Instagram is Instagram, your preferred place to promote and market? Um, Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. I'm trying to explore Twitter. I, I need to learn LinkedIn still. I'm sure it's business to be had over there. It is. It is. I just, I don't know why. I'm And I'm definitely going to explore with LinkedIn because I was told by several wine company owners, you know, why on, you know, winery owners, they were saying LinkedIn is it. Like, especially finding the... um 
the supply owner, you know what I mean, getting to know the like your local yeah. liquor stores and stuff like that. They said like then it's like definitely the spot. And I was like, no, I didn't think about that. Come on. And I'm glad you brought up the future because this next segment was inspired by the Black Running Organization's slogan, Let's Grow. So I want to ask you, what are your next three biggest grows that you want to have in the next two years? So what are the next three biggest future grow? Um, I want to be, I want to have a relationship with several, well, at least five um, local restaurants. Okay. Um, I want to fully fill out my team in all the areas that I need assistance in. Um, I want to have a legitimate team. I'm not saying my team currently is not legitimate, but I mean as far as there's still areas that I'm having to do. I want to have somebody, you know, some bodies there. Yeah. Um, I want to host more events. That was my goal this year. But this is all this is about to happen. Yeah. It's all Host going way down. more events because I love to connect with my customers. I like to get to know, you know, see people's reaction, you yeah. know. So I love to see that. Um, and I will probably say um, my bottles in stores. They're going to be in stores. They will. Come on. They're going to definitely be. In that the was stores, actually. In the let's let's, let's the run team. it back because that's number one. That's definitely number one. My bottles in stores. And then the five, you know, the relationship with five restaurants I will have. And then um, my last one, I would probably say um, increase, financial increase. I'm be Come honest. On. So. These are all big grows. Yeah, these <laughs> is big grows. Let's watch this. We can't wait to watch it grow. So with that being said, can you give your number one recommendation and your expert opinion, of course, <laughs> book, app, or website for people that's looking to get into the industry? Website. I'm going to definitely say YouTube. YouTube. Come on. People downplay YouTube. Exactly. People downplay YouTube. YouTube has connected me with so many big companies, um, and it's been very helpful. It goes back to the virtual mentor. It's like, you know, very helpful. Who's your favorite YouTuber as far as this? I'm not going to say. I'm oh, not gonna man. You. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say because it's not even wine related. It's oh, okay. More so, oh, no, no. I was talking about the wine related one. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's um, definitely not wine related. Um, but the I definitely agree with saying YouTube is like, that's don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on your mm-hmm. internet. Don't sleep on your resources that are literally in front of you. Don't feel like you have to take countless classes or be a specific at a specific level to achieve what you're trying to achieve, the information is there. So I say YouTube, yeah. Come on, listen to Lex. Don't make it too complex or too perplex. Let's you, go. you be coming with the slow. I'm going I'm to come to you with yeah. all my little slogans for my events. I'm like, what should I say? You know, hashtags. I'm going to come to you. Okay, I'm just going to look in the sky like this for a second. Then I'm going to say, okay, say this. <laughs> exactly. So make sure people know where they can find you, where they can order from you. Okay. And where they can reach out to you. You can definitely find me on IG, Lexi Sangria. Well, Lexi's underscore Sangria's, not Lexi Sangria. It's, it's an S on the end of that. Um, order form is definitely in my bio. Um, and 
you can reach out to me through Messenger. Like, I'm always, you know, mm. even though I'm not out there promoting right now, I'm still being a watchful of as, as far as everything on the feed and whatnot. So being there. So, yeah, because definitely my customers talk to me through my Messenger all the time. Come on, people. Reach out. Show up. And don't forget to support. Yes. Come on here. Support. And if y'all have any questions, feel free to ask me. I mean, I'm really responsive. So, yeah. It was a privilege and honor to have you here. Thank you so much for even having me here. I appreciate it. Well, my secret mentor, as you service as a secret mentor alumni. (laughs) And before we go, I want to remind the people, dreams plus action equals life. Mm -hmm.